Hi, everybody. This is your pal, Jeremy. Tonight's episode is going to be on an update for the Medicare for All campaign and a preview of several events that are going to be going on around the country on Saturday, July 24th, 2021, in the morning. We are having a, going to have a march and a rally here in Portland that we'll give you some more info about. But if, you, if you're anywhere else and would like to find out about an event going on where you are, you can go to the website M numeral 4, M numeral 4, all.org. So that's M4M4all.org. And the uh, fours are all numbers. Well, uh, once again, uh, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, please take time to tell like, one other person about this little show that we're putting on. But without further ado, uh, here we are. We're going to be joined with members from Portland DSA, from Portland Jobs with Justice, and some members of the uh, Democratic Party of, or- of Oregon. Oh, hope you enjoy this. All right. And with that, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, other friends, this is your best pal, uh, Jeremy here, welcoming you all to another edition of Giving the Mic to the Wrong Person. Today, we're going to talk about another extremely, uh, not really a hot topic, more, you know, a hot, a topic that would, one would certainly hope would be hotter, but it's, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, updates to Medicare for All, the many year campaign saga. Struggle, effort, whatever you want to call it, to um, to get some sort of like single payer thing here in this um, relatively backwards country of ours, and we've already had, we've already had a couple episodes of this again, and we're gonna we're welcoming new new friends and old friends back to our show to talk to us about we're pretty much catching y'all up with Medicare for All. There is a an event happening coming up on Saturday, July twenty fourth in America. And so I wanted to, uh, actually got, uh, got reached out to from some local comrades in Portland DSA to talk about what's going on. So let me introduce the panel who has joined me here on this. Eh, it's not exactly a swelter. No, it's not a sweltering Monday night. That was a couple weeks ago. No, it's still a warm Monday night in, uh, in sunny Portland, Oregon. To talk about Medicare for All and the upcoming events, let's see. Go around uh, now. Can y'all introduce your introduce yourself to the viewing audience? Um, Betsy, let's start with you first because I believe you you're the one person here who has talked with us before. <laughs> Hello, Jeremy. Um, I'm Betsy Zucker. I'm the chair of the Portland Jobs with Justice Healthcare Committee. Um, I'm a retired nurse practitioner, and I'm pissed off that we don't have Medicare for All. Um, I've been working with a coalition of other groups here in Portland for hmm, for months, maybe maybe a year, um, putting on some events, um, and we'll talk more about this big one that's coming up. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, who wants yeah. to go next? I can. Okay. Sure. Hi, uh, my name is Melissa, and I am uh, recently elected um, 
co-chair for Portland DSA's Medicare for All campaign. And um, I have been working on this issue for a number of years. Um, I'm part-time community college faculty, which means that <laughs> uh, health coverage is, is definitely not a given. And so uh, I've been in and out of um, various health care plans for, for years. Um, and I look around and I see my grown kids um, with with no stable health coverage mm-hmm. and um, just the kind of, you know, the debt, the worry, the insecurity that people are going through. And so, um, yeah, I'm really happy to be part of this um, wonderful coalition here in Portland that is going to be putting on a terrific event on July 24th. Excellent. Um, Vishal, you want to go? Sure. Um, hey, Jeremy. Hey, everyone. My name is Vishal. Um, I'm a member of Portland DSA and also part of the broader uh, Medicare for All PDX coalition. Um, and yeah, I, uh, currently uh, part-time faculty, but in the off-season right now, in the summer, um, and uh, also unemployed. And I'm very grateful that I'm getting OHP insurance. Uh, it's better than the insurance I had uh, when I was working. And so I think one kind of extra motivation is to get Medicare for All. So that's one one less... Uh, one. Uh, one way that capitalists can stop exploiting us is if we have healthcare. Sure enough. And last but not least, Lisa, go ahead. I'm Lisa Stiller. Um, I chair the Democratic Party of Oregon Healthcare Caucus, and we are endorsers of the of the event on on July 24th. I'm also a member of Healthcare for Oregon Now Action. Um, healthcare for Oregon Action. Um, and I have been involved in um, single payer healthcare movements for about 30 years. I am presently a K through 12 educator. I have been a part-time um, college faculty, and I know what that's like going back and forth and never knowing whether you're going to have health care. I went five years without any health insurance at one point in my life teaching college part-time, and I know what it's like to be scared as anything about not being covered and not being able to see a doctor when you need it. Um, there is no other more important issue, I believe, or almost no other more important issue than making sure every single person has access to health care. It's simply a human right. Thank you. And so... Uh, kid, so uh, let's just see. The last time we talked about Medicare for All on the show was late summer, early fall, 2019. Now, uh, obviously, nothing has happened since then of note. So, uh, can uh, I'll ask the I'll ask the panel. Okay, um, uh, would anyone like to give us a little update as to where do, um, <laughs> what's happened so far to the uh, the campaign slash movement slash effort? You know, since we've already gone we've gone through a year and a, uh, a year and a half of hell, and um, you know, it's kind of it's one of those things where like for the last eighteen plus months that everything that we've been arguing about for years. Turns out to be suddenly really relevant again, and I was wondering, um, can one of y'all, does anyone you can give you, can you give an update as to how the movement seems either, uh, let's say, locally versus nationally or both? I think I would just like to say one thing and let someone else chime in, maybe with more policy stuff. I think COVID has really helped us see nationally the biggest big need we have for universal health care system. in 2019, we were here fighting. We had Trump. We were fighting again as we were in 2016-17. I was part of the, all the resistance of fighting back against trying to cut the ACA, trying to cut millions off of Medicaid expansion. Um, you know, basically, I guess we, you know, won that fight, won in parentheses, you know, question mark for now. 
but the ACA is not the ACA is not the answer. I think the pandemic has shown us every single person's health care is connected to another. We must have a, a system where everyone can have the care they need when they need it. We need preventative health care. So I think in the past two years, we have seen what happens when the national federal government tries to erode our health care. We all get sick. What happens when we don't have a single coordinated attempt to handle a pandemic? It's piecemeal. It's fragmented. We don't get um, we, we don't have a good national response. So I, I just like to put that part of it forward is what the pandemic has shown us. Um, right now, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm fighting the same battle I was fighting 30 years ago. We've got to have health care for all and we've got to convince Congress we need it. Excellent. I would also add that the pandemic uncovered some longstanding racial health inequities. I mean, just enormous. I mean, if you're a black man in this country, you don't live as long as a white man. And that's gotten a lot of publicity and a lot of attention. And I think it's becoming clearer and clearer to more and more people that under a privatized system, you can't overcome those inequities. And we don't talk enough about, we, we talk about essential workers getting sicker and not having insurance, but we, we don't talk about the elephant in the room of what that means of, if you don't make a lot of money, you probably don't have access to healthcare and you're probably gonna get a lot sicker. And so the pandemic created a way for us to start talking about that. It hasn't translated into policy on the federal level. Um, I'd like to add on to that, too, in terms of what the pandemic has shown us. Um, I mean, this hasn't always worked out for everyone, but ostensibly testing and treatment for COVID along with the vaccinations are supposed to be free, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, decisions were made um, to to go around our you know, for-profit healthcare system to make sure that people got the testing and the the care and the treatment that they needed. Like, it's possible to do that. We, You know, it, it can be done. We can do big, bold things. And, you know, I, I, I think if we can see that within the pandemic, there is no reason in the world why we can't just keep going, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't go backward, go forward, expand. You know, everyone should be covered. Everyone should get the treatment they need and the care they need. Excellent. Thank you, Melissa. Oh, Betsy, did you have a... Well, a number of us were supporting something that I don't know whether your listeners are aware of, but there was something called the Healthcare Emergency Guarantee Act that Bernie was putting forward that would have rolled everybody into Medicare, into public health insurance, who didn't have adequate insurance during the pandemic and would have paid all of the co-pays and out-of-pocket expenses so it it was a really great bill to try to sort of slide in federal public health care um, using the fact that so many people were suffering. It it didn't go anywhere to be implemented, but mm. um, it it created some good places where we could talk about policy. I think one thing to add on to that quickly is our values. I think have really. We've really seen the divisiveness in this country and our values. Uh, Medicare for all is a collective you know, value. We all care for each other. We want we all want each other 
to be well and healthy because we all are well and healthy. We're productive. We can work. We can go to school when we're healthy versus that individualistic pull yourself by, by the bootstraps mentality. Um, our country is so individualistic, um, which is one reason why we are one of the few countries in the developed world that doesn't have a Medicare for all system or a single payer system is because we are holding on to those values of everyone out for themselves rather than looking at what is good for all of us. So one thing we hope to, you know, help people, encourage people to see is we're all in this for each other. We're all in this for the health of everyone. Um, and there is absolutely no other way to go than, you know, a single payer Medicare for all system. Excellent. Uh, Vishal, you have anything? Yeah, I guess um, just something I was thinking about when uh, when Betsy was talking about essential worker, I think an essential worker is in the concept of what that is. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's easy for us to um, get desensitized uh, in how our worth as a human is, is mm -hmm. tied to um, capitalistic values. And I think something that this pandemic um, has, I think, exacerbated mm -hmm is people's tolerance of that relationship um, between, you know, what our value is and, and what our value is to the society and the economy in, in air quotes. So I think something that we can build off of is kind of kind of reclaiming our worth as a human, our, our kind of basic rights as a human. Um, and kind of that transcends policy. And that that's like an easy, easy motivation to start caring about an issue like this is that you know, our worth isn't tied to anything other than mm -hmm. the fact that we should have, you know, good health. I just, I think that's so, so important. Yeah. I think the biggest, biggest piece of our work is, I, I mean, you know, policy is important, getting important, uh, you know, leaders involved. I mean, all of that's very important, but I think really our, our biggest job is to change that mindset for ordinary mm -hmm. people. We, we are human beings. We, we deserve health care. Right. You're a human being. You deserve health care. We don't need to be chasing after crumbs. You know, there's 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 so much more that we can do and be um, if we can, you know, make make these changes so that our basic needs are are, are guaranteed. We deserve that as human beings. And but I think a lot of people are just so scared, so frightened, so beaten down um, that it's hard. It's hard to see that. And so I really do think that's one of our our biggest roles as organizers is to mm -hmm. is to help people sort of shift their thinking into you know we we are worthy we're deserving um and we have the power to change this healthcare should never be tied to our employment status it should right. be totally disentangled from that it should never be it should never be tied to our financial status or our income it needs to be disentangled from both of those for good yeah right. and then there are a couple and, and then yeah and then there are a few of us who would uh state that um there should be absolutely no market uh, relation with any sort of healthcare whatsoever because you it doesn't work like that. It's the um, yeah, it's the uh, yeah the <laughs> you're it's really maybe cosmetic surgery. Yeah, yes. yeah, I was gonna say it's <laughs> yes. it, well, it's also it's the um, it's also if you know it's like you can't really be a rational actor uh, maximizing your interests if say your teeth hurt so much that you can't work or think so. It's the, uh, yeah, it's the matter thing right. for that. It's also, I, I really like how everybody's framed disconnecting healthcare from employment, not just on financial or, or policy grounds, but on the essence of what we need as human beings. I also 
think that the fact that this is such a struggle is related to the kinds of ways people's work has been devalued, that so many of us are contingent, temporary, contract, and we somehow have the idea that that's always a good thing that will give us more freedom. And it it doesn't. <laughs> it absolutely doesn't. We've, it, it's, I mean, we have to fight against that, that we deserve income, we deserve decent jobs as much as health care. And, but the fight is even more important because so many people, even people who work, have no access to health care. And, and that's gotten worse and worse over, over the years. All of the polls show that the people are with us. Right. I mean, people, the people want health care. So there's this funny disconnect between, maybe not funny, maybe it's like everything else, between... Obvi- obvious and ludicru- ludicrously obvious? Yeah. <laughs> Most of the polls are showing over 60% want some yeah. more Medicare for all. The, and, oh, sorry, go yeah. ahead. Go on. Oh, I was going to say. And as a result of that, so to hopefully, now that things are... Not really returning to normal because normal, you know, li- um, normal's gone. You know, we've uh, whatever things were like in the long, long ago in the before times, like that's gone. So, so I kind of, I guess, so y- y'all are pretty much um, decided to hold this, uh, hold this upcoming event to maybe I don't know, revivify, revivify, revive. Is that a verb? That's probably a verb to revive the uh, the uh, the Medicare for All, the M4A campaign in uh, summer 2021. So can you talk about the, this upcoming event on Saturday after next? Like, no, okay, correction, Saturday, J- July 24th. Hopefully I can edit and put this out this week. Um, but anyway, can you talk about the upcoming event and what and what was the th- um, what the what was the planning around deciding to do this? I want to start with just saying there was there have been a group of us um, before this that have been doing monthly events for the past several months, a small group planning events, usually at Pioneer Courthouse Square, but sometimes in other places in front of insurance companies. So we've planned monthly events. Sometimes we got some media attention, sometimes we didn't, just to keep up our own momentum and just to keep the public aware. This has, has to happen. This is in front of you. Um, when we found out about the National Medicare for All event on July 24th, it was a natural for the group that had been planning the you know the monthly events to come together and say we need a big broad coalition to do this so we brought in a lot of different groups and we have maybe 12 to 15 people on our planning committee calls to have a broad coalition planning what's going to be a a national event on july 24th at noon um in the south park blocks at chemansky park and our message is simple we want medicare for all i'm gonna let Mm -hmm. someone else talk a little bit more about the event but that's kind of the broad picture and how it came to this in portland uh, who'd like you to go next? Oh. <laughs> Do you are you looking for more sort of more details as to how the sort of national thing came about? Yeah, let's, or? I think yeah. Let's so we yeah we know the um, we know that we're having what the march and rally in here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did the how did the more national events come around come about? Can anyone speak to that? Um, you know, I don't know all the details because we have not been super closely mm-hmm. involved with the National Coalition, um, but it is a whole bunch of different um, sort of grassroots organizations. Um, I just 
Yeah, just people who want to make sure that Medicare for all is still, um, you know, in the picture, that people are still paying attention. Um, because, you know, the fact is that even if, even if people in Washington have, have kind of lost interest or moved on to other things, um, you know, the conditions haven't changed. People are still dying. Um, right. you know, 50,000 people a year die because they don't have, access to healthcare and that's that's in a non-covid non-pandemic situation right and something like half a million people i think declare bankruptcy over medical bills right like that hasn't changed um if anything it's gotten worse and so you know everybody in this country wants to see this happen and i think i i, I don't know i kind of get the sense from the national coalition that there's a there's a sense that um you know, maybe maybe the people in charge, the people in Washington are, are not super interested in this issue anymore. And so we have to make sure that they remain mm-hmm. interested and focused and they, you know, they, they need to, to hear us. We, we haven't forgotten about it. Right. So I, I think that's really kind of how this all came together. Excellent. So, oh, uh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and there, you know, there are um, there are events happening all over the country on July 24th. You know, huge, huge events in Washington D.C. and Los Angeles, um, all over, all over California. I mean, all over the place. Um, and and I and some also like smaller towns that have put together events and stuff. So I think it's I think it's pretty terrific. I mean, we're going to see people coming out all over the country, and um, I think it's really it's really important. Like we can't just give up on this. We, just, we have to keep pushing. And the beauty of this is that so many different groups have come together. I think we have 10, 12, how many, 15 organizations who have come on board to support this. So we have more and more people, um, groups who are of various different interests, realizing Medicare for All is really um, is really worth fighting for. Um, I want to add one thing. I don't know if this is part of what you're talking about. But one of the things we're attempting to do is, is get out there and educate people about what Medicare for All is. I know... Um, as part of our rally talks, we're going to have some talk about what is Medicare for All and why we need it. Um, Medicare for All is simply everyone gets health care when they need it, and they get the health care they need. There are a lot of myths about Medicare for All, and those are some of the things you want to dispel. You still choose your own doctor. You go to the doctor you're going to now, you get everything you're, you get now. The only, prop, the only difference is you don't pay for it out of your pocketbook. You may have higher taxes, but overall you're going to pay a whole lot less. So we want to get, get out there and educate people as part of this what is Medicare for all instead of looking at the myths and the disinformation out there? I'd add something about the national call for this event. Um, You know, last year during the pandemic, so many people were laid off. So many people were sick. It was only only 60 million people. I don't know what the, yeah, uh, or something like that. I mean, And we kept looking at each other, you know, Medicare for all supporters and saying, when the hell are the pitchforks coming out? I mean, people are are in such dire straits. You know, we've lost 600,000 Americans. Probably more. 600,000, but maybe probably many, many more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unofficial estimates are. Yeah. Kind of. And so. You know, some of us just kept saying, how come people aren't rising up? You know, part of it's COVID. We're locked in our houses. Part of it's that we're, who knows why? Um, the Trump elections, who knows why? But this call came when people are ready to say, 
come on, <laughs> you know, we need, now's the time we can get out in the streets and really react to some of the horror that's that's been going on for so long. Um, and on that, I'm probably going to need to sign off. 826, yeah. I was going to say that just the yeah. last little question was, yeah. does anybody have any yeah. suggestions on how to mo- motivate uh, other folks who are trying to fight for Medicare for All but have kind of been become discouraged over the, ne- over, um, I guess, the... Uh, the lack of, de- of developments over the last year. Some you know the website. Um, that, that's, you know, there's a website they can go to to look at the rise up for Medi- Medi- Medicare for all actions and see what we're doing. Um, and just you know, get, get a speaker. Um, get more information. Go talk. Go talk to your university, your school, wherever you work. Um, your organization. Um, we have a speakers list. Just educate yourself and educate the public. Get out there and talk about it. And, um, you know, just don't stop talking about it. What's the, what's the website? You just put it in the chat. Okay. Medicareforallpdx.com. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. And is there, is there a URL for the national? So where if, if folks in other cities want to find their local oh. action, is, is, it, is oh. it like M4, M4A all or something? Or? Okay. I think it's M4, M4all. Dot org. Okay, yeah, I can, I can, I can dig it up and put it in the show notes. So yeah, so excellent. Yeah. Okay, listening to this from another city, go find a march or a rally yeah. or an event or any event in your yeah. city. Right, come on out and realize how many people are are out here with you. I, I would say to people that that part of the value of having this event isn't who we're gonna that we're changing people's minds as much as we're coming together and looking at each other and saying that we aren't alone in pushing for this. There's a lot of us, and we care, and we can build power. I keep a sign by my, my laptop. I hold out <laughs> every meeting I go to online. <laughs> excellent. There you go. Well, well excellent. Well, well for, we have to, we're, looks mm-hmm. like we have to say goodbye to a couple of you, so I want to thank you for coming out, and hopefully a couple more of you can stick around, and we can chat some more about this. Yeah, and, thanks, uh, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you very much. And we're back. Awesome. All right. Uh, I wanted to respond to that question that you asked. Go for it, Jeremy. Um, Yeah, so, like, when it comes to motivating people while there's nothing going on, uh, you know, there's not a lot of movement um, uh, in Congress or elsewhere, I think... The way I'm looking at it or the way I've been learning to look at it is that whatever's going on in, in, you know, at the state level, the state power level, you know, Congress, locally, uh, federally, uh, we have to match our own movement in the streets. And so I think I don't see this as a lull. I see this as like our opportunity. This is our window to kind of get people involved at a local level. Um, and I think we, you know, as much as the pandemic is still, you know, the residue is still here, um, I think having the opportunity to do this in person is very critical. Like, I don't mm. think we can, we could have done this sort of um, um, event um, virtually because what we need right now is we need people together and we need people to see each other and, and have that community feeling. So, yeah, I, I see this as a moment for us to build a movement or do something in the streets. Um, last summer, you know, racial justice um was was what 
what took over um, nationally, and 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 looks like this summer it's it's health justice, which also ties into racial justice. So I think I think this is a, an important summer event in in that regard as well. Excellent. Yeah, health justice also being the name of that previous guest Tim Faust is the, wrote a book entirely entitled that, where he lays out uh, the who and the how and the why. Yeah. Which I do recommend checking out. So actually, um, one of my my plans for for Portland DSA's Medicare for All campaign uh, after this very large event in July, uh, maybe you know maybe when things uh, cool down a bit in the fall, is I'd love to do some reading groups, and that's definitely um, one of the books that I would love to read and discuss with other folks who are interested in Medicare for All. Yeah, it is a great book. Yeah. There are some pretty harrowing stories in there but that's i don't think that you know that's not exactly uh unsurpri- uh unsurprising in the um in talking to people uh you know like one-on-one or just kind of like you know folks well let's say this i would say normally when you talk to people in real life the rare chance that we get to do that um what uh what messages have you or messages have you found that work better and or work worse with when you're actually talking to people um, in meat space about these about these things and has the and has the response to these you know for uh, I guess what limited experience you have uh, you know uh, over over the last year about this and has the response to these um, ideas changed at all over the last year and change? Uh, I definitely see a shift. You know, I, I mean, I. I started talking about Medicare for All with people maybe, I don't know, five or six years ago. And um, I, I feel like there's a big shift, especially in kind of, you know, liberal people who, you know, <laughs> uh, want to do good things um, from sort of like, nah, I don't think that's, I mean, that sounds great, but it's not possible to oh my God, we have to do this. Like this, we can't go on like this, right? I think that's a huge, huge shift. Um, and and I, it's really important. You know, it's important to recognize that. And um, I mean, it, you know, everything that we see, I think represents something much deeper below. Um, so yeah, I think there's been a huge shift on, on Medicare for All in the last five years. And, you know, we, we know who to thank for that primarily. I mean, I don't want to take away from the work of people like Betsy and Lisa who have been doing this work literally for decades. Um, but we would not be where we are now without Bernie um, because he has an ability to make complicated stuff pretty simple and pretty easy to understand and, and um, you know, get that information to people in a really manageable way. And I... I, I yeah, we wouldn't be where we are now without him. Excellent. Um, do you have any, um, I guess, for any tips for people out there who are, you know, even like in their own like day to day lives, or you know, talking to other people about the need for this stuff? I mean, I think the um, the obviousness of the uh, you know the palpable need is a bit more, uh, maybe a bit more uh, present now than it was even like a year and a half ago. But I'm wondering if, uh, but just if, uh, could you give a, like a couple little tips or examples of ways that, um, for, you know, my small audience, relatively speaking, if anybody out there listening in would, uh, want, if for them to have like conversations with other people about this to talk about, you know, the, uh, you know, how to get, 
uh, people they know in you know more into the cause, I guess. I think one something that that is necessary is to you know in, inoculate uh, people with you know the the, the BS that's going to be used as an excuse uh, for why something like this isn't possible. Um, I mean, the the first step would be to kind of get a sense of of how has this affected people. I think. That one's pretty easy in in this this scenario. I, I feel like everyone's been affected um, in some, or, you know, most people have been affected in some way by by not having insurance. Um, so you know that that's something that I think is very an easy like conversation point. But then I think the second point is that, and I think the pandemic also kind of removed the veil um, uh, around this kind of politics of austerity uh, that our that our governments have. Um, we we do have the money uh, for a lot of things. And so this idea that there's a finite amount of money, uh, there's a finite amount of money that they want to spend on on public, on the public, <laughs> you know. And so I think I think preparing folks with just a mental model of this is not unreasonable. This is very doable. We spend more money on useless things as uh, not us as consumers, but the government and and the capitalist class, like the F thirty five project, without without billionaires in space, billionaires <laughs> in space, right? I mean that that alone, I think, and, and that's an interesting point because I've seen the conversation. Obviously, I'm you know filtered by my biases when I hear the conversation, but um, there's a pretty wide spectrum of political ideologies. People coming from a pretty wide spectrum of political ideologies who are not impressed uh, by what's what's transpired. Uh, with these, and it's not—they're not even going to space. They're actually—they didn't reach the limit of space. I think yeah. So what was the what was the range? Uh, Richard Branson and got it. You know, did a what test flight ish, and only got like I think the I think the actual like threshold is like eighty clicks, eighty kilometers up. I don't even think he surpassed that. But I, I have not been able to find an actual stat as to how high he went. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, tangent. your listeners either too high or not high enough. Yeah, yeah they should fact check this, but. From what I read, I think NASA has defined the beginning of space at 122 kilometers. Um, so I think that's that's if we if we want to look at you know uh, do we get far enough? Yeah, no, yeah. that it, it wasn't space. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know it's like that that money is it's it's our money, it's our infrastructure, it's the lack of taxes that have been going into that. Um, Absolutely, and that's that's not for the advancement of society. That's protection of their Mm-hmm. that eventually boils down to that so i think i think just being real with people about like how possible this is like like removing the illusion that this is some impossible outrageous ass like how dare you ask for something yeah you know? um people who want to try to revi- a- who want to try to revive the uh re- revive the old message of there is no alternative but- absolutely for sure yeah i would say a couple other things in response to your question about how how you talk to people about this um, really huge demand, um, and I think it—I I think you reach people differently, um, kind of depending on the way they're oriented. Um, I, you know, I, I've had a lot of conversations with people just around money, right? About you know how much they're spending on crappy insurance, you know, that they can't afford to use. Like COVID. Um, so, I mean, the, the financial angle is always, you know, it's it's always rich, right? <laughs> like, people can always relate that way. But I, 
I've had some other really interesting conversations with people around um, around the idea of like universal healthcare as as freedom, right? I mean, if you're if you know your healthcare is taken care of, what could you do, right? What what kinds of amazing work that feeds your soul could you be doing, right? Instead of you know whatever that office job is that um, you know trains your soul but gives you health coverage, right? So I mean that that's one way that's one way to reach people, um, you know, just sort of getting into that piece about disconnecting disconnecting healthcare from from employment and from what we do all day long, right? Um, and I think there's a very strong, I think there's a very strong moral argument, right? I mean, more and more people really, you know, can wrap their heads around the idea that everyone deserves to be able to go to the doctor, take their kids to the doctor, you know, know that like getting a tooth fixed isn't going to keep you from, you know, paying your rent that month, that kind of thing. Um, so I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of different ways to reach people. Um, you know, just that sort of health justice angle, um, the racial justice piece, when we, you know, look at what we've learned from the pandemic about, you know, who was hospitalized, who died. Um, so there's, yeah, there are lots of different ways to talk about, um, the fact that this is necessary now. Excellent. Do you want to, do you want to, should we address the little thing from that happened in Muncie, Indiana or not? Or do you want to skip that? I mean, it happened as soon as, well, okay. Do you want me to explain what I know about it? Go for it. Uh, so, okay. With, with so a little this bit of background. National, to, yeah. Okay. So, sorry. Oh, what? No, okay. I was just like, um, so this national coalition is a very, you know, sort of, um, it's a grassroots, you know, people are just sort of picking up and running, uh, all around the country, setting up these events. Um, a lot of us are very new, um, to this, this particular kind of organizing. And so, you know, we're all, we're all learning as we go for sure. Um, and I think it's just been, you know, there's just really been this push to like, just, you know, just like, just do it, you know, like get this happening in your city, let it, you know, make it happen. Right. And, and people are pretty excited about that. And, um, so, you know, maybe like security and vetting was not a huge priority as much as just getting people on board and, and getting these events set up. And, and what happened in Muncie, Indiana is that my understanding is the, yeah, the, the folks who stepped up to run the event there turned out to be actually pretty well known Nazis. Um, which, you know, as soon as, to their credit, as soon as the national folks figured this out, they shut it down and said, no, this is, we're not going to have an event in Muncie and that's not going to happen. Um, but it definitely made some, it made some folks pretty nervous, I think, about this coalition. Um, and I mean, for our part, you know, we weren't super involved. We, we kind of had enough work to do here that, um, we, we weren't really strongly connected with the national organization and we had been doing, you know, our, our communication is all completely separate and there just hasn't been a whole lot of exchange. Um, so, uh, I feel very confident in saying that the, um, Portland March for Medicare for All will be, will be Nazi free. Um, I don't, I don't think that we're going to have a problem here. Um, and it's an unfortunate, you know, it's unfortunate that those folks were able to, uh, get in and cause trouble, but I mean, they are Nazis. That's what Nazis do. So, um, yeah, 
but I, I think here in Portland we're we're in pretty good shape. Everyone everyone who is involved in organizing this event is known to the core organizers, like personally. Um, right. So I, I'm just not I'm not worried about it here. In Portland's a, Portland's a pretty small town, relatively speaking. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Let's see what's going. Did we miss any questions? Michelle, did you want to talk about the Nazis? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take over there. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, how much, no, how much mean, detail did you want to go on, on in on this? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've, I have much to add. I think mainly there's just frustration. You know, I think that that I think unfortunately some somewhat of their goals were achieved by reducing um, the excitement, enthusiasm. Um, you know, there's there's very very valid uh, reasons to throw up in your mouth when you hear that some uh, that Nazis are associated with an organization. So yeah. I, I think you know there's 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 a real um, you know material damage that that can be done uh, uh, by um, kind of these disgusting political ideologies. So I think I think it's a lesson uh for us. I think it's something we can move forward from um but it's it's going to be something we're going to have to always deal with. Um especially in America. It's something yeah. we're going to have to always deal with. So I think it's something that um a lot of us are new uh organizing um like myself I'm new to um organizing a ca- helping organize a, a campaign like this. So you know it's sort of learning on the fly of what sort of things we have to deal with. Gotcha. Yeah, folks, always vet your speakers pretty well. And on that note, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else we really because we covered a lot. Um, I kind of wanted to, yeah, I wanted to give a little more detail just on like the logistics of it. the day of. Yeah, I was like, can we get? Yeah, can we get into that just to, so that folks interested who find out about this, you know, know where to have an idea where to go. Yeah. yeah so we're going to be meeting at 10:45 uh, a.m. 10:30 to 10:45 a.m at the battleship oregon memorial um it's on the so water for those of you on the yeah, waterfront, we're not yeah. yeah not familiar it's on the waterfront off southwest natal parkway between oak and pine street um so we're going to meet there uh 10 30 10 45 um get everyone prepared and get everyone familiar with what the route is going to be for the march so the march is actually going to start there uh and then we're going to march to shamansky park uh which is at 1010 west park avenue uh, that's uh, at the intersection of Park Avenue and, and Salmon Street. Um, and the rally is going to start at, at 12 p.m. at noon. And um, the speakers we have uh, so far, we have uh, Travis Nelson. We have Dr. Antonio, uh, I think, German, German uh, Rosemary Dodd. Um, and we also have some community members um, speaking as well uh, and sharing their personal story. So uh, the event, again, the march is going to start at 1045 uh, on the waterfront, uh, the rally starts 12 p.m. at Schmansky Park. We're also going to have music. We're going to have musicians. We're going to have a pop-up screen printing uh, booth where you can get a Medicare for All poster or T-shirt um, screen printed. So you can, if you know, bring an extra T-shirt if you want that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then just some links uh, related to the event. Uh, we have a Facebook event at tinyurl.com slash M4M4APDX. The uh, Portland Coalition is at MedicareForAllPDX.com. And then on social media, uh, the coalition's uh, handle is at M4APDX. Excellent. Do you have, is there an, uh, I'm sorry if I blanked when, if you met it, like, is there an email, is there an, an, uh, an info email address if anybody has, has to, like, email questions in? 
There absolutely is, and I will give it to you momentarily. It's dsam4a at gmail.com. Okay, dsam4a at gmail.com. Yeah. We really, need to, we really need to have everybody switch their emails off of Gmail, but anyway, that's another <laughs> thing. Because of like, I don't know, there's something about, you know, all I, I've had, you know, 17 years of my emails are now stored uh, on the servers of a company that mainly does uh, advertising, but... And also has government contracts with some not so nice uh, companies. Right, let me post post this into this window. There we go. There we go. Awesome. Okay. How else? Uh, how else? Are, uh, how else are y'all gonna, uh, going about uh, publicizing the event? Uh, we're doing big social media, um, both through our coalition accounts and then. Um, the individual coalition organization accounts. So, for example, um, Portland DSA mm-hmm. is republishing all of our stuff because they have a very big audience. Um, we are, um, we're, we're getting, you know, flyers and posters out there. A um, bunch of stuff started going out today. Great. Um, so just, yeah, trying to hand stuff out to people. I'd be happy to give you a file if you want to print some things out and, and share them, uh, you know, wherever it is you hang out. That would be great. Um, yeah, we're getting quite a few people just offering to help with that piece so that we get, um, you know, posters up on bus stops and telephone poles and at the libraries and all of that sort of thing, coffee shops. Um, cool. yeah, it's, was, is anybody it's getting, pretty DIY. <laughs> gotcha. Well, is anybody getting, um, like submitting it, submitting listings to the, like, like the, the Mercury or the, the Willie Week just to run it on their, like, calendar stuff? Mm-hmm. Usually yeah, that will help. That's but. happening. We're, okay, cool. I think Lisa's working on KBOO. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Well, that should help. All right. Well, I, um, I think we've covered quite a lot. I can't really think of anything else. We've any more thing more we want to do. Is there anything else you would like to speak to, or anything we, that we have missed this evening? Um. Well, I, I guess there was one little piece that I wanted to. I was thinking about mentioning earlier, um, which is just that for those of us who, um, you know, who think of ourselves as as organizing toward that, you know, mass movement that's, um, you know, going to bring some of those changes that we that we desperately need and absolutely deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Medicare for all is just such a great uh, issue to organize around um, because. Everybody, everybody needs health care. Everybody gets sick. Right. And um, I think that we have so much potential to to build our movement um, around this issue and then expanding out to so many, so many issues around, you know, the Green New Deal and, and voting rights and, um, you know, fair taxation, like all of those pieces. And so I, I hope that anyone who is um, interested really in any of those kinds of issues um, comes to think of Medicare for all as like a, a key place to organize and, and build and grow. Yeah. And just one point off of that, um, on our coalition website, uh, we have a sign up form for folks that want to help volunteer um, with, with planning or logistics or anything like that. So um, that's something definitely that, that folks can uh, pay attention to if they're interested. And also just for those who are not uh, as, in, you know, motivated or, or don't have the time or are not interested in, in volunteering, um, just showing up is a, is a very big deal at this point. Um, you know, we're just, we're just starting to get back together. Um, 
cautiously uh, in, in, in the pandemic. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to be wearing masks. Um, you know, we, we are going to be safe and it's going to be outdoors. But, you know, just showing up uh, is is a huge sign to your community that you care. Uh, and, and that is like a very fundamental piece that's really easy, but you can't you can't really skip it. So yep. um, I would just encourage everyone to just show up and then go off to the farmer's market uh, and food carts and, and have lunch. Yep, there you go. Do you, know, do, you, uh, do you want to give that URL one more time? Yeah, absolutely. So the website is Medicare for all PDX dot uh, com. So uh, all spelled out uh, one word Medicare for all PDX dot com. Excellent. I want to thank my four guests, uh, Lisa and Betsy earlier, and uh, Melissa and Michelle. I want to thank you for uh, coming out and uh, speak with us on this extremely critical issue. Once again, folks, this is the uh, the rally and parade will be on J- Saturday, July twenty fourth. Uh, things are kicking off about ten thirty, ten forty five at Battleship Park. Is it actually called Battleship Park? What the hell is that place called down there? Battleship. Oregon Memorial. The battleship, yeah, the battleship memorial. You know the big, the, the you know the big tall thing that's on the waterfront, and we'll be going from there. Yeah, something. something I can't remember. Um, but yeah, and um, and uh, yeah, and once again, if you, uh, what is your email one more time for folks who have any questions? Uh, DSAM for A at gmail dot com. We'll get you uh, hooked up. Yep. Yeah, and that is uh, that's M four A with the letter four. M letter four A. The number four, yeah. Number four A. Letter four. Letter four. Isn't that, that doesn't make sense. Number four A. <laughs> whatever. DSA M four A with the number. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Uh, once again, I want to thank you for your time. I think this uh, is pretty much in. If uh, once, uh, folks, uh, well, if you have any questions for me or want to know more, you can always reach me or anything else at the show at givingthemic at gmail dot com or at facebook dot facebook dot com slash givingthemic. We are giving the mic on Twitter, yada, 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 you know, all the usual social stuff. Uh, please tell all your friends about this thing that we do and trying to push the movement onward. So Excellent. Thanks excellent. so much for having us, Jeremy. Yep. I want to thank you all for um, for coming out tonight, and hopefully this, hopefully this event goes good. Thanks, Jeremy. We'll see you on the 24th. Yep.